Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pit Show. I am your host, Jay Miller, and this is the show where uh, I talk to buckaroos around the world about all of the different things, productivity, technology, podcasty, video-y, business-y, I don't know. If it's a thing, we'll talk about it at some point. And in fact, I actually have on the line with me someone who talks about a lot of those things a lot more than I do. Uh, Kelly Gamont. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jay. How are you? Awesome. I am doing good. I got my first shot for my vaccine today. Oh, so yay! It is, it is a good day. We're celebrating. Uh, yeah. But also, I'm happy to have you on the line. For those that don't know Kelly, you're missing out. Um, Kelly is a daily podcaster. Oh my goodness. We're going to talk about that. Uh, a daily podcaster over at uh, the Mac Observer at the TMO Daily Observation podcast. Uh, she also does the after show as well as I want my MCU TV. Um, I had to do it because like it was in my head for a long time after I saw that. That's why we named it that. Um, yeah. It's good because there's there's always those shows that like they always say, oh, you need like a one word show. And I'm like, OK, that's either really catchy or super vague. And I want something that's like going to get stuck in someone's head, which I mean, productivity in tech was me trying to be super businessy and then pit just to get away from the idea that every show is about productivity. So, it you know, it it is naming shows is hard. Podcasting yes. in general is hard. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I do so much of it. <laughs> yes, exactly. You you podcast on a daily basis. Yes. Um because if I did shows that often, I would be like I'm not appearing on anyone else's show ever <laughs> like I'm done <laughs> because I've only recorded two podcasts today and I'm still awake. No, I'm kidding. Uh, today, I've, this is only my second show today. Um, so a lot of it, I think, has to do with uh, the um, the amount, the, the amount of effort that goes into that. So uh, the daily show is what I like to uh, TDO is what I like to call run and gun. Um, there are no edits. It's one take. Um and then we just go for it. And then as soon as it's done, uh, I run it through a post-processing service and then it's posted and it goes out the door. So unless somebody accidentally swears in the middle of the show um, or on purpose swears in the middle of the show, and I am forced to make an edit because it's not a show with swears. Um, that is literally the only time there's ever there's there's ever an edit is, is for that. And it's just so that I can drop in a beep or something um, over top of it and then... And then it's run and gone. So there's no like crafting a narrative or having to shape any of the story or having to cut out that part where I sounded dumb or anything like that. So the only way that I can do the daily the the daily one is um, actually in a weird way sort of works to my advantage because I am the master of overthinking things and I will think and 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 think, and think, and think until like there's no thinking left to do and then I'll make another lap just to be sure. So, uh, I, and, and so like having the, the daily podcast totally gets me out of my head on that. Like I have to get it out the door. It has to happen by a certain time. Like this is, you know, like I have this that I have to do because then by the way, on top of all the podcasting, I have a day job where I go put in time and work as a regular work person. So 
I have the day job that I'm trying to man that I'm man like that I'm doing, and then on the side I have all this other chatting that I do. So the the nice thing about the daily podcast is like I don't have an opportunity to spend a lot of time thinking about it. Um, so that's kind of where that one comes from. And then uh, I want my MCU TV the the quick origin story there since it's a Marvel television podcast i feel like it's owed an origin story right um we i watched uh the first two i think it was the first two episodes of wandavision dropped at the same time and a couple of other people at the incomparable also watched the same two the the two episodes and went oh i i love this i i want to talk about this i need a nerd to talk about this with um so we talked about it and uh one of those people was Don Melton and uh Don Melton uh did it does a show with me um they haven't canceled Westworld yet so uh Don and I accidentally had a Westworld podcast <laughs> over at the incomparable uh because we both loved it so much and uh I told him like I really needed to have a podcast about it because I didn't have anybody to talk about it with and he said he didn't either because like everyone in in his circle had like reached the limit of like how much Westworld they wanted to hear about and he wasn't done no yet more Westworld. <laughs> but he wasn't done talking about it and I'm like well I'm never gonna be done like you know you got a friend in me and so uh, we started a show over at the incomparable that's on the TV feed called greetings from the uncanny valley where we talk about Westworld and that was how I ended up on the incomparable in the first place because Don and Jason Snell who runs the incomparable were friends and Don said like I want to come do a Westworld podcast on incomparable can we do that uh so that's how I ended up there and then uh Don and also Lisa Schmeiser of Phil and Lisa ruined the movies fame uh Lisa and Don and I went well Lisa and I have tried to do a podcast forever and Don and I have a really good time doing podcasts together so how about if the three of us get together and we'll talk about WandaVision. So we did WandaVision and then we watched and when we did WandaVision, the name for the podcast was Maximoff Overdrive, which was just a beautiful name. We loved it so much. But then we were like, OK, we totally want to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> which We always keep wanting to call the Falcon and the Winter Snowman. So uh, we get the name wrong every week in some new way. <laughs> somehow so uh like for a while it's been the falcon and the winter snowman um so when we wanted to talk about that show we were like we can't really call our podcast maximoff overdrive anymore so what do we do instead and that was where uh, i want my mcu tv came from and so uh and then we decided like could you know could we do that would it be with like would that work because then like if we talked about it being Marvel TV, then we could talk about the Netflix shows and we could talk about the X-Men animated series from the 90s. And we can talk about like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, you know, and we can like bring in all the other stuff that is Marvel entertainment units that's not the movies. So we were like, oh, yeah, like if we run out of stuff, like there's a lot of stuff left, you know, but since right now it looks like Marvel is going to be like releasing a new show on Disney Plus like every Friday until I think my birthday in November, because that's when the Mandalorian comes back. Um, 
so we turned into, so we decided like, let's get a new name. And then, uh, Jason, Jason Snell said, uh, well, you don't have to be the TV feed anymore. You can be your own show and we'll just spin that off into its own whole thing. That's where that came from. And so that's a show where I get in my head a lot. I do have a few questions that came out of that. Yes. Uh, the, the first one being something similar to a thing that I've said before, which is coming up with podcasts for the sake of talking to your friends. Um, is, is that a thing that you, you identify with there? Cause it, it sounded a little bit like it. And, and I say that yes. from the perspective of like, I did a show. Oh, I do a show called Ask Brit where I ask my friend who lives in, in Leeds in the UK, uh, questions about British culture and mm-hmm. just stuff I've always wondered about. And it's an excuse to sit down. We, we record every episode of the season in one sitting. And oh, it's wow. like a four hour session where we just catch up with each other and joke around and ask questions. That's so and good. And it turns into like five episodes. Yeah. And then we say, hey, we're gone for the rest of the season. We'll be back in, you know, three or four months with the new season. And then we do it again. Yeah. Um, and then I've done like anime shows where like, I wanted to watch an anime again, but I was like, eh, I don't really have time to do it. But if it's a podcast, now I can justify going through this but series I have again. To. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I guess that's the first question of, of kind of do, do you feel like in some ways you have to start a podcast to connect with some of your friends or is it just better that way? It's better that way. Uh, definitely. Um, so the after show, which we talked about, um, is a show that came out of, um, the unofficial Apple weblog because I worked at TUAW, uh, ages ago and, uh, so did, uh, Mike Rose and Mike Rose was the person who was in charge of what we called the talk cast. Cause it was every Sunday night, like loud, uh, uh, live and we would take callers. It was like sort of a call in show. And so you like people could join us on this platform and th- that was called talk shoe. I think talk shoe still around talk shoe would, would go. And then, um, people could call in and like raise their hand and then I could unmute somebody and answer a question from them or have people come in and talk to us about stuff. And so I would just start casually asking people, like, here's somebody that I want to talk to. Will they come talk to me about? the new software they built or about the new um, thing that they're working on or uh, just, you know, you're Jim Dalrymple and you're all around awesome. And like, what are you doing Sunday night? Will you come talk to me about whatever it is? And so um, we did that show every Sunday night and I fell in love with, with doing it and was really excited about that was sort of my introduction to regular podcasting. And so then eventually Mike said, how about instead of you being, like instead of me having to say I can't host tonight will you do it how about if you host all the time and then when you can't do it you tell me I can't make it and then Mike will be the host and I was like okay <laughs> so then it sort of became my show and I started recruiting people to come talk to me and 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 we had great conversations and we would record for an hour and then we were done it'd be like seven o'clock and then okay so so okay we're done now uh you know but now it's the after show Right. So we would be done and then we would just sit and chat for like 15, 20 minutes afterwards would be the after show and we can talk about whatever we want. Uh, like there's a news thing going on, whatever it is. And then um, eventually that uh, and then AOL purchased Tua. Uh, they purchased Weblogs Inc., which we were part of. And so then we were an AOL company. And then 
uh, AOL sent out this email that said uh, they were ending all of our shows. And so all the shows that I worked on at TUAW were going away. So there was going to be um, uh, no more Tua Talk Cast on Sunday nights, no more Tua TV Live on Tuesdays, and no more Ask Tua on Thursdays. That was going to be it. So we got this email that like all of these are ending and it was all the same week. And it happened to be a week where I was the backup host on Tua TV and I was usually the co-host on Ask Tua. And so I had to end all three of my shows the same week and it sucked <laughs> and it was really right. hard because like I had built the talk cast into this thing that was great that people showed up for people were coming live and spending their Sunday nights sitting and listening to me yammer on about whatever and talking to folks who would come by and tell us like software developers talking to us about things um, people really excited about the new whatever it is uh, listening to everybody ribbit through the Sunday after Mac world and like you know when everybody kind of sounds like this and everybody's kind of slow because we've all been out way too late doing things I can't tell you about now and you know on and on and on. And so all these shows ended and literally the next email I got after the one from two, from AOL that said like all the shows are ending was from Mike Rose and it said, so want to start a podcast? And so we decided to name it The After Show because that was the fun part of doing the talk cast anyway, was the little bit of chat we got at the end. So we've been doing that um, off more off than on, but um, off and on ever since. And um if you listen to the show and you publicly admit, and by publicly we admit, we mean generally on Twitter, uh, you listen to the show, we will say hello to you. So there's the little hello section at the end of our show, which isn't very many people, <laughs> which is why we could do it. Uh, but we say hello to everybody on the, that the publicly admits that they listen to the after show. And most of the way that that happens is if we mention you, like um, a couple of people started when the show would come out, and they would get to the part where we said hello to them, they would go on Twitter and then mention us and say, hi, Verso, hi, Mike T. Rose. And then, so that that was how we found out people were listening. And then we would like, so it sort of snowballed into this thing. Like every time uh, somebody would listen, they'd be like, oh, hey, I'm listening to the after show. And so then we would add them to this little list that we keep. And then we would start saying hello to people. So you, you you know I'm gonna do it now. I look forward to it. I want the list to be <laughs> gonna, really long. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Um every everybody go listen. You have to listen first. You can't just say you did. You gotta listen. And then after you've listened <laughs> You have to find an in joke. There like find something that was mentioned in the show and tell us about it. Because that's how we that's like yeah, it's not oh, a very yeah, high yeah. bar of entry. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that though. I mean, I hate that it, it came out of, you know, such a kind of a sad point, but it yeah. also was like a no, this is this is a thing that we want to cherish mm -hmm. and hold on to. And it's not because of the work stuff. In fact, the work stuff was only the the justification to have the conversation. Yeah. Um and that's that's kind of where in many ways that's where this show has kind of evolved slowly, is like I've I've told people like two or three times now. I think this is this is like season six, seven of a eight year show, mm -hmm. and it's it's just been like every time I say ah the show's over, there's no more productivity to tech about, and it's you know in the end it's like I just miss doing it because it was an excuse every week to have a great conversation with someone and. Mm -hmm. You know, the to me the memorable ones are the the first time like, 
hey, I found you on Twitter and you had like a really cool tweet about this cool thing you were doing. Do you want to talk about it? Like I do a show. And and again, that's where I kind of came from the idea of like sometimes using my podcast as leverage to have conversations with people that I've just wanted to talk to. I absolutely do that. I have totally, totally done that. I've gone to like, I've gone to WWDC and done that. I've gone to other conferences and been like, and like, it gives me, it gives me something to talk to somebody about and like, walk, like be able to walk up to somebody and because I'm never, ever going to be a person that just walks up and is like, do you know who I am? You know, give me appropriate worship. (laughs) Like that's, I will never be a person who rolls that way. So one, like, I, real talk, like one advantage I have is being a woman. And there are a lot of conferences where uh, the number of women is not reflective of the population of the world. And so I am a little more uh, distinctive in that crowd, I will say. Um, but it also does give me the opportunity to sort of get over being starstruck, which is still like a thing that happens to me. Like, I can't believe this person and I are having this conversation right now. And it gives me an opportunity to walk up to people and go, hi, I like, I'm the host of the daily observations podcast. Would you like to come talk to me about the thing that you're doing? Or like when, when I do like, usually what happens at, um, WWDC is that, uh, if I'm there in person, then I will, um, I have a microphone I plug into my iPad and then mm-hmm. I will interview people. So like a little lav mic that plugs into the headphone jack on my iPad and I will, um, and I will go, hi, like, can I, can I talk to you about, uh, the, the keynote we just had? Can, you know, talk to me about what you're, what you're seeing, you know, what you saw today that really stood out for you as a person who develops a calendar application or whatever. Um, can you tell me about, can you tell me more about what this thing is going to do to benefit you? Because we heard about all these advancements in this. And I know that you make a, an app that does this. So can you tell me how that's going to be awesome for you or whatever? And we're just talking to people about like in the sessions that where you've gotten a chance to learn more about whatever. Um, can you tell me more about like how this is going to benefit the thing you're doing or how it's going to make it harder or, you know, what, what like awesome inspirational thing did you see this week or whatever, you know, and, and getting, getting be again, like, I feel like apparently I have all these countermeasures to get over myself, but it's very easy to get over myself when I can walk up to you, who I've never met before. Uh, and maybe I know you, maybe you're like, 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 you're a big deal. You're a developer. Like, you know, for me to walk up to you and be like, hi, Jay, I'm the host of the Daily Observations podcast. And I, you know, and then like, I get a chance to have a 15 minute conversation with you about the thing, whatever it is, you know? I do wonder if that is not not to invalidate that idea, but I, I wonder if that is the because you're in the in crowd, like you're 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 the people that that everyone wants to talk to, and and I only say that from the perspective of like the first conference that I went to was like little well, actually the second conference the first conference was boring and i would never suggest it um, <laughs> um the second conference was north bay python and uh, actually hold on because i hear my daughter who apparently is being well she's being potty trained right now so let me go close the door <laughs> okay there's a lot of excitement happening <laughs> oh 
Okay. I couldn't tell what that was. I was like, something very exciting is happening there's, at your door. There, there's a there's a very high pitched squeal coming from the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like the first conference I the second conference that I ever went to, the first one that I really enjoyed was North Bay Python, which was it was the first year that they had run this conference. It's a developer's developer conference, but it's done in the North Bay up in Petaluma, home of uh, <gasps> This Week in Tech and those, those folks. Um, they used and, to have a Mac conference there that I went to one year. It was really and good. It, that that town is just like it is, it is impossible to like be off in your own land there because the town is literally like a four by four grid. There's nowhere to go. It's it's so small, but it's great. It's great for that exact reason because Mm -hmm. I met people that in, in like the development space I had looked up to and Mm -hmm. I had like, Oh wow. You do this. Oh wow. You know, you tweak this. Oh wow. You created the programming language. (laughs) It's just like, I'm I'm having these conversations and I'm like a little starstruck and it's a little intimidating and I had I had been around the people that want to talk about why you know Pep 234 is going to completely destroy py- the Python community and blah 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 and like I don't know what Pep 234 is I'm sure it's not that important <laughs> um, all the important ones people memorize um, <laughs> says, and then I feel bad for whoever submitted pep to, to whatever number I said, I'm sorry. I'm not to invalidate your submission. I'm sure it was good. Um, but anyway, it was like, there were definitely two very distinct conversations being had. And it was like the people who were very, very like standoffish and wanting to, go and talk the most Pythonic Python stuff that Python could ever Python. And then the people who literally just wanted to hang out with their friends. And I was lucky because I got invited into that other group after kind of being like, I don't fit in with the folks that are talking about the stuff that I don't know. Yeah. And I, I could see where, you know, there are some conferences that I just will not even want to go to. And Mm -hmm. I mean, my job is to speak at conferences, so that's kind of a bad idea. Um, But I mean, there are conferences that I've spoken at there afterwards. Someone like when you're doing the whole Q&A thing and people are asking you questions and you're like, all right, nerds, I'm going to leave because this is boring. And like, you're just (laughs) asking all the really dumb questions. Like, I want you to ask me fun questions. I pick topics that are culturally relevant so that we can have culturally relevant conversations. So Mm -hmm. don't ask me about like my opinion on spanning architecture and stuff. Like, I don't care. So I I only say that because I, I feel like at WWDC, especially since it is like the great pilgrimage, (laughs) I have to assume that there is like this group of folks that are just like, oh, hey, I'm here to see all my friends and hang out. And we hear about that with like, um, was it AltConf? Yep. Um, that they have and like all the stuff for people that don't get a ticket. Yeah. Um, because there's factory. There's DubDub and then there's AltConf, which, ha- which happens next door. And then, which used to be called WWDC Next Door. And then they were like, oh, I'm sure that got stopped. <laughs> it did. Uh, they got to do that, I think, one year. And then, so then they became AltConf. Um, so there's DubDub, AltConf, LayersConf, which is like a design conference that happens at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I want to say there's one more. And then there's, um, like I've seen people call it, uh, now that it's in San Jose, I've seen people call it SJConf. 
which is just I'm showing up because all my friends are going to be in California in San Jose in that week. And so I'm just going to go hang out. Yeah. Like I see a lot of people who just sort of like I'm, you know, I'm going on spec sort of because everyone I know and everyone I want to get to know is going to be there. And so I just want to go talk to everybody. And like I know people who um actively don't apply like apply for a ticket like they're not part of the dub dub lottery or anything like that um because they just go and interview everybody like chuck joiner your friend and mine chuck joiner of yep. mac voice fame he goes every year and sets up his tripod with his with his ipad on it which is shooting his video and then he um uh and to shoot his video he's got his microphone and he stands there and he just sort of interviews people like as you know as people go by or people seek him out because like because he's Chuck Joyner. And so like he can, you know, chat with people, have all different kinds of conversations. And uh, so like he's a person that goes just to get a chance to interview everybody. So he will just stand there that whole week. And like that's his summer sorted. Like all, you know, all his shows are just like, here's pieces of interviews. Yeah. You know, I did a, I did interviews for like five solid days and you know, here they all are. Cause here's half an hour with each of these people, you know, that for ages, like he can, he can go off those shows. Um, and I know that because sometimes he interviews me and so, like full, full disclosure. I've been one of those topics. Um, uh, because, but I think part of that is like, at least as far as, as Apple stuff goes, I feel like I have kind of a weird perspective on a lot of it because first of all, I've been a Mac user forever. Um, and I don't just mean all of OS 10, which recently turned 20 years old, um, which honestly is, hurts my feelings a little bit. <laughs> like, it just simply cannot be that long. Um, but like I've been around forever and like used all these things and loved all these things in all their different, you know, iterations. But also like my day job is IT. And so I see a lot of stuff from the enterprise side, but because my lunch hour every day because my job is east coast so lunch hours like 12 to 1 is when i do the daily observations podcast so that's the consumer end of it so i see like both sides of it all the time so whenever people are like feigning over what whatever great thing apple is doing on one side like on the other side nobody there knows about it nobody there is talking about it everybody there is you know complaining about some other thing right and it's a very different experience than then the sort of rah-rah that we always get because not everything is the show floor at Macworld, you know, like there are, you know, there are certain things like that, that I think, um, don't always like, sometimes that stuff doesn't get the attention that it should. And I think, uh, sometimes people feel like, Oh, you're just being an Apple hater because like they got really popular and you don't want to, you know, but I think a lot of times some of that criticism just comes from wanting it to be better. You know, uh, -huh. uh it's not doing it, it. It's not doing what it should or, I wouldn't care, you know, if I didn't care, I wouldn't complain about it. Like it wouldn't bother me. I would just do something else if this thing didn't, you know, in real life, if this thing didn't work for me the way it should, I, sh you know, I'll route around the damage, right? Like that's what everybody sort of learns to do. And, you know, but I don't want to have to because I want it to be better. And I feel like sometimes you have to listen to criticism and see if it's somebody just sort of complaining for complaining's sake, or whether it's like this is legitimately like, uh, you know, um, I like I want it to do this particular thing and it doesn't do this particular thing. It doesn't have to be like it doesn't always have to be a holy war, which, you know, in, in some way, which I'm sure in Python is definitely a thing that you get a lot of, 
you know, there was that whole two versus three thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> you say that like it's not happening now. I mean, we won the war. <laughs> the war is over. People are still fighting, but the war is over at this point. No, but the, the news hasn't gotten all the way to the front lines. That is very much the case. Is just like there, there is still some people holding out. I guess I don't know what they're holding on to, but. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Python Steering Council has said, like, we're we're done with two. It's over. Okay. Let's, let's keep moving. Four, and, and I think that's the big reason why, to get super nerdy, that's why a four hasn't been really announced yet either because, I mean, you think you can't get it, everybody onto three. Exactly. And if you get everybody onto three and then go, well, now we're doing four, like, <laughs> nobody nobody wants that. No one will do that. <laughs> Nobody no. wants that to happen. Three, like everyone asks, like what happens after three dot ten, and we're like uh, three three dot eleven. <laughs> like like n- numbers numbers keep going. <laughs> well, I remember. I mean, I remember after Mavericks, everybody was like, okay, well ten nine, that's it. Like, what's next? <laughs> you know, now here comes Apple. Hold my beer. You know, yeah. like because we made it to ten fifteen. You talked about those folks though that. You know, maybe they're they're starting a, a holy war because that's just who they are, and and in fact, like you're the quite the opposite. You're here talking about you know a billion dollar company that doesn't pay you to talk about them um, <laughs> on a daily basis. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to use that as a good segue into our, my my last question, but I want to use that to remind everybody this is only the last question of the first part of the show. Um, much like Kelly, unfortunately, I think Kelly beats me in terms of how long the show's been running. Uh, there is an after show. Um, and that's where the real fun happens because it becomes Kelly's show to ask me whatever questions that she may have. Um, so that said, don't trust the music. The music <laughs> is not where things end. Um, but. Back to my last question before we jump into that madness that's going to ensue. <laughs> every day, every week for several years, how how has it not lost its interest, luster, shine, and sparkle? Like, how, how do you still show up and with the same amount of excitement and enjoyment, especially knowing, like you said... It, this is your lunch break. This is the thing in the in the hour in the middle of the day when you get to relax and not think about, you know, tech stuff. You you get on a mic and talk about tech stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, like anybody that's done anything for a long time, like there are days it does. There are days it's hard. There are days I have no I have no energy to howdy do buckaroos like there there's there's days when it just sucks like i'm not feeling it um what we have to talk about maybe isn't the most interesting thing to me but we have to talk about something every day because it every day um so like there there are sort of times when i kind of fall out of it but doing it every day makes it a habit and so you know on the days when i'm not feeling it I feel like on the days when I'm not feeling it, it, when the music starts, because we do, like I said, we do it live. So I use uh, Farago. I'm going to tell you, by the way, for the record, and they're not a sponsor and I have no professional I mean, relationship be. with them they except as a consumer. <laughs> but um, like the only reason you can ever hear me on the Internet is because of Rogue Amoeba software. 
that that is the same there, here. I said it. <laughs> um, right now, both of us, I believe, are using Audio Hijack. Um, my audio is being routed through SoundSource. And when we talk, the, by the way, a little bit behind the scenes, I know Kelly from other things that we do together, but... When that happens, it's usually in Discord, which is managed in Loopback because Discord hates my audio interface. Mm-hmm. And I have to use Loopback. Otherwise, Discord will just turn me into this like glitched out embodiment of a voice. <laughs> so, yes, Rogue Amoeba, thank you so much for all that you do. Um, I will continue to spend money on you. And if you do <laughs> want to sponsor the show, this show has never taken sponsors. I would make the exception for Rogue Amoeba. Yeah, I would too. If if Rogue Amoeba ever wants to sponsor Daily Observations, uh, yeah, observations at MacObserver.com. Hit me up. Um, so I use Farago to loop the music in. And so, uh, like, so every day when we do it, like, like I said, front to back, like all the production is, it's one shot. So I play the music and it it comes down i always want to say on tape i know i'm not supposed to but i'm old school so uh it comes down on t- like it it goes to the tape and then uh and then you know i can talk over it and then you know at the end at the end of the the show like when you hear the outro theme like that's me hitting that on the way out and uh when i hear the music like that's always sort of my cue to like take the deep breath and go for it like every day. And so like it's it's partly habit that makes that viable, but also like it really is partly that I've had these little conversations with people over time or somebody will find me on Twitter and say this thing was really good or I thought this was really interesting. Um like we just got a review because there's a thing that we started doing um because uh, basically, I got really tired of having to have a segment like three times a week about what Facebook was doing. So <laughs> I finally went like, can we just do what the Facebook and just do it on Friday and just talk about it all at once? So I don't have to do this that anymore. Sounds like a whole nother podcast. <laughs> and well, so what happened was uh, we started rounding up like security, security news and data breach news and data leak news and like you really should run that system update because it's patching against this exploit and this exploit is bad and here's how it's bad. So we would, we, we sort of scoop all that stuff up and we do it on Friday and we start calling it security Friday. I know it's not a very catchy name, but it's security Friday and that's what we do with the Friday podcast. And so it's turned into this place where you can get news like data breaches and things like that. You can get updates. We've had several conversations about the ATT stuff that's coming to iOS, the app tracking transparency. We've talked a lot about the nutrition label stuff that Apple is is trying to turn into um, kind of a bigger deal. Um, and like all the privacy stuff that Apple's trying to do, all the ways that people are trying to thwart it, uh, all the ways that that makes Facebook mad because we do talk about Facebook sometimes, even if we don't want to. And like we've turned it into this this piece and then we have a we try each week to have either a practical explanation or a practical tip so like i feel like it's sort of a little bit of like a crusade i've been on for a long time to just sort of give people a basic understanding and like once you understand it and you can use the right words to talk about it then you can use the right words to look things up and you can learn more and you can ask questions that are going to be meaningful that you're going to be able to get like actionable answers too. So we started doing that on Fridays. And so I do sort of look forward to doing those for that reason. Like it turned into this 
accidental sort of avenue for information. So I look forward to doing those. And I think they're, and, and I think they're interesting. And it's a thing that has sort of accidentally evolved into the show. And like a new thing that we started doing is, um, Bob Levitis, Dr. Mac, who writes a lot of uh, like for dummies books and things like that. Um, he comes on on Thursdays. I did the show with him today. We call it Thursdays with Bob. And he comes on and talks about whatever we decide we're going to talk about. And it's always a really good time because he's a pretty affable dude. And he comes on and we talk about uh, whatever his column is this week. And it's a lot of fun to chat with him about it. And so we try new things and like the show has definitely evolved. There wasn't Thursdays with Bob. I mean, there wasn't Thursdays with Bob till like a month ago. <laughs> and, like <laughs> Security Friday came about uh, last year sometime. And we got a review from somebody who was like, yeah, absolutely. Security Friday is where it's at. Like you should totally check out this show. Like one of our iTunes reviews was like Security Friday is the best. And it's really nice to have those moments with people and like remember those things. And that's all of that to say. <laughs> Like, that's what makes it that's what makes it work for me is, you know, partly the habit of like, it's not a day that starts with us. I'm doing a podcast. We got to make it happen. And it's got to be, you know, interesting to listen to. And then additionally, um, being able to sometimes mix it up and turn it into something a little different here and there. Like, you know, with Security Friday and like Thursdays with Bob and like getting to talk to uh, Charlotte about media stuff regularly, doing those sorts of things. So and I like uh, and definitely the thing. Another thing I like about doing it is um, uh, like getting people's attention for a little while. And so that's part of why, like, I took very seriously uh, what I was going to do when I signed off. And so, like, it took me a long time to figure out the obvious answer for Kelly is that the end of the show needs to be be excellent to each other. Because I love Bill and Ted. It's one of my, like, all three of those are uh, some of my very favorite movies. And I feel like it's really good advice. And I really, like, I like to think, and I, I don't know if this happens, but I like to think that every once in a while, somebody hears me say, be excellent to each other at, like, just the right time. And then, like, you know, the opportunity presents itself and then somebody does it. And if somebody does go be excellent to somebody else. And I just like to think that there's a point in the world every once in a while where that happens. And if it's something that I can contribute to, I feel like that's good. So. I feel very much like you are the skydiving instructor of the Apple podcasting space. Like, <laughs> You're not allowed to have off days because everyone else will realize when the skydiving instructor is having a bad day. Uh, it's like, oh man, this is, uh, can we, can we not jump in out of this plane? Can we just take the next one? And, and I, I feel that because, you know, like you said, there's, you find new ways to keep keep the shows fresh and and it's noticeable too i mean as someone who who hears how do you do buckaroos at least five times a week and i hear you know be excellent to each other and let's be safe out there like five times a week like it is it is a reminder and sometimes i need that reminder sometimes i'm like hey it's it's been a good day i'm happy you're right kelly i I didn't need the reminder but you're right we should and then other days it's like well i i probably need to check my attitude and and at least try to be a little civil to someone but also the fact that you're still having fun with it the fact that you're still 
you know, having questions and having them answered, I think that, well, and the dogs, I guess, will agree. I think that that is a very important. Oh my goodness, what is happening out there? It is important. They're just agreeing with you. It's super important. Yeah. Like yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's it's a very good feeling to to know that you are helping someone, and I I mean to me that was. I do diversity work, you know, I do a lot of diversity work and that has been the thing that keeps me doing diversity work because in a world where diversity work is either hated, it's either hated by the company because it's expensive, it's hated by the people because they feel like they're taking something away from them that, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not, um, or it's like ignored like oh here we go again, we're having this conversation. Grudgingly tolerated is I've heard it described, yeah. To someone, it makes a difference. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if that one person heard this talk and, you know, it changed how they, they're they going to handle the day, it's probably worth it then. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you something that I don't, I have not talked about. Believe it or not, there's a thing I haven't talked about. Scoop, worldwide <laughs> exclusive. We got it. <laughs> so um, uh, if you go back, I don't, I don't remember when. I added, uh, let's be careful out there, but I added, let's be careful out there about a year ago. I know it was about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and I added it, um, because it's, it's, it's also an eighties reference. Um, you know, be excellent to each other because Bill Ted came out in the eighties. It's an eighties movie. So it's an eighties reference, but it's another eighties reference. And it's from the squad room, uh, on a show called Hill street blues. Um, you know, look it up or ask your grandparents about it or whatever. Um, I watched it when I was a kid. It's a cop. Sh- it was a, it was a cop show and it was one of the first cop shows where, um, I found this out later cause I didn't know because I was just a kid and I was just watching TV, but it was one of the first cop shows that was about like the, the, the cops on the beat, like in the uniforms, the, the low paid, not glamorous, not the detectives, not the people who get to do a lot of the interesting stuff. Like they were also on the show, but it was about a lot of the day to day grind for police officers. And it was like the first time a lot of people had ever seen anything like that. Um, and so one of the things they would say when they would be done with sort of the morning, the morning stand up meeting, so to speak in the squad room at the end of it, uh, the captain would say, let's be careful out there. And that was sort of his reminder to everybody to, like you said, you know, it's a reminder, like, let's just keep this in mind, you know, as you go through, as you move through your day. And so I added that about a year ago and I am very, very much looking forward to going back to just be excellent to each other. At some point, I really hope I can just, I can just leave it at that. And the dogs are chiming in. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I really want that to be true. Um, so oh. like, and so that's where I come, like, I, I don't think I ever said on the show, like when I added it, I just added it, but I don't think I ever really talked about where it's from or why I say it. And so, and I do just like, if you have to be out there, be careful. So yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, this has been a, a very awesome conversation. I will, I will peel back the curtain a little bit more. Kelly was someone that I asked to be on the show literally a few days before you're hearing this. So <laughs> thank you so much, Kelly. I mean, usually the usually podcasts are about two or three weeks behind, but you are like, we're having a very real conversation. And as people are hearing this, it is only a few days removed. Um, so mm-hmm. um, if you haven't 
please, please go check out all of Kelly's shows, all of them, including the after show. <laughs> Find the hidden joke. Tell them about it on Twitter. Get your name added to the list. <laughs> um, do do these things. They are important. And uh, Kelly, just one more time, let everybody know where they can uh, reach and get in touch with you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Verso, and uh, you can find me over at uh, the Mac Observer, where I host the Daily Observations podcast. It's at MacObserver.com. And you can also find me over at The Incomparable, where I host I Want My MCU TV. And The After Show is its own thing at AfterShowPodcast.com. And you can find it over there. And uh, we have a website. You can get it in your podcatcher and everything, but you can also go there and check it out and like scroll through the uh, interesting, um, the interesting show titles and the interesting uh, explanations, like the show descriptions, because uh, those are always fun to write. And um, I will tell you for people who uh, for people who have been home watching a lot of television lately, if you've been watching Billions, uh, we've had Dollar Bill on our show a couple of times because he's a mutual friend. Everyone, please go check out Kelly's shows. I promise you, as as a regular listener, you're you're not going to regret it. But you're also not going to regret the after show, which we've got to run to. So I've been Jay Miller. My guest has been Kelly Gamont. And uh, if you want to check out more of what I'm doing, you can go to podcast.productivityintech.com. Follow me on Twitter at KJYMiller. And I've been doing some YouTube stuff. So if you want to go hunt that down there's a link in the show notes there um it's me nerdy productivity automated stuff um yeah that kelly helped remind me of uh so that said uh this has been the pit show i've been jay miller this has been kelly gamont kelly are you ready for the after show i am Well, I guess my after show, not your after show, which it could be your after <laughs> I show. I have a lot of know. practice with after shows in general, so I'm good. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, <laughs> then you know the first rule of any after show is there aren't really any rules. So um, feel free <laughs> to jump in. And again, any questions, as short as long as you want to go. I'm actually off tomorrow, so hey. um, I can lift the two-hour rule from uh, when Brittany was on. And <laughs> we can go as long as the... I have hard drive space. <laughs> All right. Well, my first question is about uh, video stuff because I have been nudged in that direction by a number of different people recently that like uh, video slash live streaming. And I think a lot of people, I think a couple of people that I know who have suggested it have said that I would prefer live streaming because I don't have to edit. Like I said, like I'm yeah. not, I'm not an ed- I. I'm an, apparently I'm an editor. Like I'm still having a really hard time reconciling this um, because I don't, I, I still don't feel like I'm good at it, I guess is the deal. Like, I don't feel like a person who can confidently say, yes, I edit podcasts. Like that's a thing that I do. Um, but like it, it also, you know, I put out a podcast five days a week. I've been doing it for almost two years and I still don't really feel like I can go, you know, yes, I'm a podcaster and this is my show. And like, for as much as I do that, like, I feel like I should be a little more confident at that. But I don't feel like I'm a good editor. And I definitely don't want to do it for video because I don't feel like I don't get enjoyment out of it. I know it's a thing. There are people who like it. And, you know, and that's awesome. And go off. 
by all means, but I am not that person. And so like, I've heard, like, I've had people suggest, like, you should live stream and you could do, you know, like live call in sorts of things, which is the thing that I loved about the after show. So I definitely want to talk to you about video. I, I definitely agree. If you don't want to do editing, then live streaming is the way to go. I do think that there's, there's kind of a little that's lost in that just in, you're asking a lot of your viewers to show up at a very specific time. Yes. And I will be honest, nobody goes back and watches the VODs or if they do, it's like, it's such an afterthought. Like, so there, there is a lot. And and I think it's an audience question. Like if, if you have an audience that you think is going to be very on board with you, that it's, that it's worth setting up and worth doing all of those things and dealing with like, is my camera, you know, good enough? Is mm-hmm. my internet connection good enough? I mean, because I started doing more video stuff, I had to increase my internet connection because just uploading video was like It'll maxing kill out my data cap. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, uh, I mean, now it, like it's expensive. If if you want to do it at any level of regularity, it is it is a very, very expensive habit, way more expensive than podcasting. Yes. Um, but I will say that, you know, the video editing thing, I have fun with it. Like, I really do. And, it, and it's not like a, like, I'm dreading it. <laughs> up until I start doing it. Okay. And it's like, oh, I do not want to edit this video. Oh, it's going to be too challenging. And like, I actually do extra work in the preparation so that I don't have to do as much editing. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like storytelling visually, it, it gives you the ability to do stuff that you can't do on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't talk about some coding topics because you do need to see the code in order for it to make sense. Yeah. And it's like, if, if I go in and I tell somebody about, you know, data frame tools and how to apply things and setting your orient to the right thing, they're going to be like data frame, apply orient. What? (laughs) But if I show them a Uh data frame, which is a terminal based spreadsheet basically. And I go, Okay, set the orient to records. Each row is a record. So now when you see this, this means this. I can visualize that and I can literally put that information on the screen Uh as I'm talking. And thinking of new and unique ways to do that becomes a challenge and it becomes really fun. The problem is... I tend to want to go down that rabbit hole and it's like, oh, I could totally talk about this and do this thing and and start like trying to do screenshots and captures of all this stuff. And then in the end, I overwhelm myself and just kind of fizzle. And it's just like, well, yeah, yeah, let's let's try to keep it as simple as possible. But that said, I do think that there is there's definitely something to speak of of the this is happening right here, right now. And I think that's why I wanted to emphasize that, like. A lot of people know that like the recordings aren't we record and we release tomorrow. It's we record, I edit it, and yeah. then I release it. So it, it to me it does feel more special when it's like, hey, you're only like a day or two removed from when this actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like that. Wow, what is happening? We have a new neighbor <laughs> and yeah, our our one of our neighbors moved in and one they have two dogs uh we have two dogs and our other neighbor has two dogs and the house behind us has 
a dog. Oh no! So there's like a new there's new friends and they're they're getting to know each other. Ah, uh, okay. Which unfortunately, my soundproofing isn't amazing, um, <laughs> but. It's like you think with this giant like echo chamber, it would filter out everything. But the problem is, is there's a window right here. Oh, yeah. I would have to like soundproof this entire room, which this is also my office. So that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Or record in a closet, which I did for the first four years. And that's just not going to happen again. Um, And they even bark through that. So it's, oh, my goodness. I saw somebody recently who, I don't remember who it was that I was, I was talking to them. It was on something on Zoom or whatever. And saying something about like sound quality and like, you know, with your audio and like how to not have a lot of echo and stuff. And I don't remember who I was talking to. And they said um, something about. Uh, Cause then there, like there were other people in the conversation and somebody said like, well, you know, if your closet is big enough, you can go record in your closet. Like, especially if you have a walk-in closet, um, yeah. that's a really good place to record because you're surrounded by clothes. And that, it, cause the person was like, well, is it just cause it's a smaller space? And I'm like, well, if you have a walk-in closet, you're surrounded by clothes. And like, that's really awesome. Soundproofing. Like there's no echo in your closet. And this person yeah. was like, like jaw drop. And it was because they were like, I've seen a bunch of video podcasts and all you see behind the person is like a rack of shirts or a rack of pants or whatever. And like all these people are sitting in these closets. I don't like, and was like, it's weird that all these people are sitting in their closets, but like now all of a sudden it wasn't weird. And it was like, you know, yeah. Head exploded. Well, and then, I mean, that's the, like I have this gigantic, thing on my microphone people can't see it it's called a chaotica eyeball and like it is literally designed for creating studio quality sound Mm -hmm. inside of any space it is your closet on a microphone the problem is is if there's so much noise that's blasting through (laughs) the one part that you talk through yeah uh, that noise is still going to be heard Uh, and and even with that I, i think that 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 is kind of the other side of you know, when I edit this, I I do a very, very, like, tight denoising of, like, nice. okay, yeah. when Kelly when Kelly's talking, there is no audio from me that way. Mm-hmm. That way, all, at least a lot of the barking is removed. Yeah. And, you know, when, if, if the dogs are barking when I'm talking, I'll try to pause. If I can't, then... You know, it's, it is what it is, but sure. I think, I think that the podcasting medium is a little more forgiving of that where. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever gotten a one star review where someone said, Oh, there's dogs barking in the background. No. Like professional or something that's, like that. And that's the thing. Like I've given talks, like I have given a lot of talks. Um, but I've given talks on like how to start a podcast, how to get going with the podcast, that kind of stuff. And the thing I always tell people is, the, like the part that matters is you. It's not your gear. It's not, do you have the right microphone? It's not, do you have the right, like you should have something like don't use, like if all you have is the speaker on your phone, use it. But your, your, your phone did come with headphones that have a built-in mic. So at a minimum, try to use that. Um, but if you can't, that's okay too. And because nobody's going to listen to your podcast and go, you know, it is the most boring podcast with the least interesting people on it I've ever heard in my life. But the production value is insane. I, I, I Nobody does that. Because of a podcast that you referred me to, which is T's and Z's. 
<laughs> no, but the point of it, the point of that one is like, that's a good one. And there's a reason for it. But like the thing about it is like nobody's listening to it for its production value. They're listening to it because you are interesting, because what you have to say is interesting because you have an interesting guest or maybe you're talking to me. And, <laughs> and so like. So it's easy to forgive the little bit of dog barking that gets through. It's easy to forgive the maybe occasional clumsy edit here and there where maybe it doesn't sound quite like it should. Um, what, like, one thing that I discovered in the last year particularly is, um, uh, now that like lots of people are having to make do, like, apparently I have like an, an unbelievably high standard for like my audio equipment for my video equipment. Like I, like I have spent the last year watching people on the news and going like, Oh my goodness. And been going like, thank you for having wired headphones because I know you've got a solid connection and nobody's having to troubleshoot that while you're on the, like while you're on television, you know, like, and like, why are you wearing AirPods? All you're going to do is fidget with them the whole time. And like, you know, watching somebody be a study in, like every time I answer a question, I have to jiggle the things in my ears and, you know, or like you should know not to sit smack, you know, with your background as a window with the sun coming in, like very, very basic things. When I'm sitting over here going, I really don't want to spend $200 on lights so that I look nice when I'm on video. Then you get to push buttons and that that happens don't <laughs> do that you can you can program uh, your stream deck and then your lights no are... see that's that, i feel like that's <laughs> that's that's going around the bend for me like as soon as there's a stream deck on my desk i feel like i'm done for <laughs> so i will say that's why i don't have one does one thing and it is turn on and off the lights okay but that one like that... thing is awesome yeah. I mean, I can also do it from my phone, which is even more awesome. Oh, no. But Are now, we going to get into automation? I mean, that this is your show to talk about whatever. I just want to say, by the way, you were talking about on the road. I just got yeah. this little corndog looking video mic from Rode. Nice. And it's the NTG, which is like, I guess, the updated version. So okay. It's, it's like the mid range between just their... I guess Pro Series NTG yeah. and their like video mic. So it's the video mic NTG, or I guess they would just call it the video mic plus. Yeah. Um, the thing I like about this though is there is a USB C port, which means nice. it also does it does standard like uh lav input as well. Oh and it but you could also use that as a monitor with your headphones and use this to plug into any USB-C and turn it into a USB mic. So nice. I have it, you know, on on a shoe for my camera. Oh, of and course. This is like my, like, hey, you're actually talking to me. But the trick that I tell people is like, I use that feeding into my, my Sony uh, mirrorless camera going into my computer for like my professional yeah. video stuff. But I still have AirPods in that way I can hear, and I'm just using those as like wireless monitors to like oh, yeah. hear what's being said. That's and, a totally and, different setup though than what than like what you're seeing on TV, you know? Yeah. And so that's and, yeah. And and it did it did frustrate me a little bit when I saw pictures of like Ira Glass using like a, a blue yeti, which is kind of like Oh, it hurts my feeling. Like yeah, why are you have, using a snowball? You're better than this. You know, yeah. yeah. And it's it it is 
to to those that want to start a podcast, yes, if if you can go get a, a snowball or a yeti, go get it. Like, make sure don't spend you know don't spend five hundred dollars on a microphone before you're sure that you want to do a podcast. See, I would only disagree with you because because I I want to say the snowball is like a forty fifty dollar mic, and you can get the Audio Technica ATR, whatever the current version of the ATR twenty one hundred is. Yeah. You can get that for about 50 bucks. And and it will be either a USB mic if you if that's what you want or it'll be an XLR mic if that's what you want and you have like a, a high powered interface or even a uh you know tiny little interface like I use that you want to put it in. Um and like the amount of versatility in that microphone is fantastic. So like you can do you can do a tiny bit better for a tiny bit more money like if you're gonna sink a little bit of money into a microphone like even sink it into a gaming headset so you've got everything all at once and be done i would rather someone well don't do that because then you get that audio feedback issue which is weird where like the headphones the the cones and the audio from your guest feeds back into your mic and there's nothing you can do about it oh that's true right there yeah but i mean even just just use use your head use the pack in headphones yeah they're they work just hold the pack in headphones close to your mouth that way you're not you don't get like the shirt scratchiness stuff hold well hold it up your shirt you don't have to hold it up to your mouth because sometimes that sounds really weird oh yeah but do that but like yeah just make sure it's not rubbing on your shirt directly and then you should be fine but like i mean like the mic that i have so i have a a blue Let's see if I, there we go. I have a blue Encore, like 100, 105, something like that. It's from Ooh. ages and ages and ages ago. Yeah. It's a straight up XLR microphone. It's the same one I've used forever. And, um, and I use it, uh, I, I don't think it even, yeah, it doesn't do both. It's just an XLR microphone. Um, so I just have a plain old XLR microphone and I put the, the foam cover on it and literally recorded daily observations the day they were jackhammering out my driveway and nobody knows except me (laughs) yeah i I think it's just that that registry of noise from these dogs i don't know what it is that like picks it up and i mean i'm like you i've got well i can't i forgot i got a new arm so it it doesn't move (laughs) up and down it does but i have to like but it's a whole thing yeah. I have to like unscrew things, which is funny. So when I'm talking, I like, or when I'm done, I just kind of tilt it off to the side like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just tilt it back when I'm done. And it's like, that works. Yeah. But, so yeah. my, my microphone is on a standard issue mic stand, like you would see on a stage. And then I just rotate it. And then it just lives over there the rest of the time. I just rotate it off to my right. And that's it. Thing where you like throw the mic and then like (laughs) bring it back to you. Cause I mean, I would want to do that. I would, but this isn't the straight up and down mic stand. It's the one with the (laughs) arm in the middle. So that doesn't really get me anywhere. Um, but I would like, Oh yeah, I'm absolutely that person. Like it was, it was a lot of fun when we were trying to do online karaoke to have a mic on a stand like that already. It was kind of nice. I won't lie. And see, I mean, I'm just talking into I'm talking into the the blue bluebird, which is oh nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good mic. It it's was a nifty mic. This. Yeah, it was this or the baby bottle or the Shure SM7B, but I didn't want to sound like everyone else. And 
have very low lows and very you know, rich mids. That's the thing I think people don't don't often realize is that um like to 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 borrow a phrase like the wand finds the wizard right like it just so happened like the reason i still have this microphone is because when i got this microphone and started doing podcasts with this microphone everybody went oh my god what changed you sound awesome on the show like you have a nice voice but you sound really good on that microphone and it's because i found a a mic that's compatible like i've tried other microphones and kind of had people like eh you know and so like you kind of have to find the match and i think part of the reason that the 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 yeti and the snowball aren't what they could be like a lot of people use them but i think i don't think it's a match for as many people's voices as have them and i think that's part of the 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 issue is that you know it's not the mic for every for every type of voice yeah and and I think that the Shure SM7B is the same sort of thing. Like it's got a very particular profile, just like, just like headphones, right? Like beats are meant to be playing very bass heavy music. It's entirely possible that classical music doesn't sound that great on beats headphones. It's entirely possible that classical music sounds really awesome in a different brand of headphones that would sound terrible if I was trying to play my record collection on them. So very true. By the way, they still sell the encore. It's. Oh, really? So Encore 100 is 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. You can get the 1001, which I guess is the, it's like $10 cheaper. And then the Encore 200, which comes with a gold uh, wire mesh, oh. is 150 So, I, I mean, I guess they had another one that's 200 as well, the 300 So, I don't know what it was about the blue mics. I have another mic that was made um, from a company out in China called Icon Pro Audio, which is, oh, yeah. I mean, like, I have their, I forget, uh, Gemini, no, their Artemis, uh, which I guess is comparable to this mic. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I really do agree that it's like, if you have a mic, I think the way that you treat your mic, it's almost like with, with being on a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. You can look amazing on zoom calls with very little work and it's just a matter of that people don't want to do the work and i think that you could say the same for like a yeti where it's not going to sound amazing it's not going to sound like you know the latest and greatest out of a recording studio right but but there's a very big difference even on this mic by itself of me talking like where i am now having this conversation and then when i go into voiceover mode and it's like Hello, Kelly. This is Jay Miller doing the like uh, kind of that whole thing. And it's like yeah. the way that you speak into a mic can often change how the mic sounds and reacts to your voice. Absolutely. But then also you need to be aware of your environment. There's no reason for me to spend tons of money on a fancy microphone because, again, no matter how much money I spend, the dogs are going <laughs> to bark through it. So it's like right. I'm just going to get... I'm going to get a a mic that sounds great when the dogs aren't barking and it's going to sound pretty good when the dogs yeah. are barking. Right. And but there's I don't a, have to There's an amount buy. of reality that comes with that too, like an amount of of self-awareness because like nobody's going to like the sound of their voice regardless mm. of what microphone they have. Like number 1, I I do like my voiceover voice though. <laughs> like when I do videos, that's the one thing I will say is like I always try to match my 
Like, this is me talking. You can see me talking. I'm using my hands because I'm not a professional speaker. Oh, wait, I am. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> so am I. And, and I wave them all over the place. So Exactly. But whenever I'm always trying to match the audio profile of once I go into, like, bodiless voice, let's talk over, you know, a screencast. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it, it is. It is a comfort that took almost eight years to oh, yeah. to happen. And I mean, I, I used a Blue Yeti for the first five of those eight years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it worked. It wasn't great. And I saw a humongous difference when I switched and got my XLR mic and mm-hmm. my Focusrite Claret 8 Pre with, you know, eight different channels. But I'm oh the God, only one that ever eight? talks through it. Yeah. So <laughs> funny story. When I got that... <laughs> I have a I have a bad habit of buying things like right before they're about to be updated. Would you um, please go buy a pair of AirPods Pro for me? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you mean the no. <laughs> but uh No, I, I bought... waited I waited all through March. I have a whole AirPods Pro store to tell you later. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I bought I bought the it's the it's like the four, but it's the four dual channel, so it's either four oh. XLR or four lines. Yeah. But it was the only one at Guitar Center that had USB-C and I wasn't going to order. And I I like I had to record like the next day. So (laughs) I was like, I'm not buying this. Wait. Yeah. Like I'm going to get whatever's available. Mm -hmm. Um, Apple card be damned. (laughs) Um, You know, it was it was definitely a situation where like I should I have gotten it? Probably not. But it it solved the immediate need that I had, mm-hmm. and it kind of secured me into like, well, I know at least if I ever do have a live show, I I can just take this because yeah. it will be enough, and I'll have yeah. four different channels that I can work with. Yeah, I have slowly been building like the mobile, the mobile setup so that I have something good to take with me places, and trying to strike the balance between uh, I need everything to sound good and I need to be able to carry it around. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I wouldn't recommend this for that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, like for a mobile setup, like I've been I've been considering it um, right now. Uh, the thing that I'm using in the back, which is um, I'm kind of like part of like to talk about the productivity and tech stuff like I oh, we don't have to that, no. no one talks productivity on this show. Well, I'm always looking to optimize. That's really all I was looking for. It was like I'm look I'm always looking to optimize and I want something to be effective. And so like right now, um my mic goes into the um it's the iRig Pro Duo so that I can plug two mic okay. two microphones in it if I want. And uh that is like generally the thing that uh I will end up taking with me if I'm going to go somewhere and and record things. Um uh, and then I have the two, the two lav mics. And actually, I think the two, the lav mics don't require a box because I don't need, I don't need an interface for them because they just plug into a headphone jack. And I have tested them with the adapter so that I can plug them into like my head, my iPhone and it does work. So, uh. so at least I have that as like a mobile setup. And then for like, uh, not, I'm walking around and wanting to talk to people, but like, I am just not home and I want to record a podcast. Like, um, it'll happen again someday. I'm visiting my parents. Uh, like I'm, I'm at my mom's house or I'm at my dad's house and I'm staying there for a little while and I still have to get a show out the door or whatever. Um, that's, I have that, that audio technica 
microphone, the AT20, uh, AT2020, I think is the one I have. Um, and I have that to take with me with the USB because it'll do USB or XLR. And then I can just plug that into my computer and call it good. And then uh, I have that if I want to use it. But I've been looking at, uh, you know, is it just time to pull the trigger on the Focusrite Scarlet situation and just go there and, and be done with it? Um, they're, they're really good interfaces. I, I know. Mean- but what I have, like, there's nothing wrong with what I have. And I feel like, you know, if I'm going to add new gear, it's probably going to need to be a stream deck. Don't buy a stream deck. You don't need a stream deck. No, but I what? want, I, here's why, though, is because I want the little baby stream deck. Is it like six buttons? Yeah. Like, I want the cute little, like, stream deck mini. Um, the stream deck SE. <laughs> I want. I just want the little one so that I can have it do certain things. Like I want it to change the lights because I want to be able to change the light right outside the door for when I'm recording so that if my husband comes home or like is home and doesn't know when I'm done recording, I can make it known that like I'm recording in here, not just I have the door shut in the office. So I want to be able to change the lights and I want to have another button that will uh, launch all the stuff that I'm normally doing right now with keyboard maestro, but I would rather have it be a button on my desk because I think that would be awesome. Um, and I'm sure I could find something else to do with the other four buttons. Like I can have it be different setups for my podcasts, right? Because like I have different audio hijack situations depending what I'm recording. So, so Rogue Amoeba, well, one, I will say... <laughs> All hail Pocophasis, number one. You're talking about a, a light to let people know when you're recording. Um, yeah, that's not being used. Um, I never got to programming that one. Well, there's a hue bulb in the fixture right outside this door. So I'm just Ooh. talking about change the hue bulb to a color that says, hey, there's recording happening. That's that's better than my, my alternatives because I'm like, oh, let me just get a microcontroller and I'll program it and then I'll send signals to it that'll tell it, hey, I'm recording. You should do that. And then that is absolutely the kind of thing that I would do, though, is like, I have this yeah. idea. Let me figure out how to take it to a ridiculous extreme. <laughs> yeah. But then you start buying something and you're like, oh, I'm not going to do And then, that. uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the idea. Uh, and I would probably do that. I just need to get one of the colored bulbs in the, uh, the hallway. Um, cause the, where our light is, it would have to be, it would have to like shine and, my daughter would also uses that as her nightlight, which is, <laughs> I think that would like yeah. freak her well, out. Make for, it for changing colors. Make it uh, red when you're recording, because then also it's not super bright. So even if you have yeah. it up pretty high, like it's not blinding, so it would still be nice night lady, a nice night lady color. Yeah, which so. I mean, I didn't. I'm. I was. I brought up Rogue Amoeba because I'm actually a little miffed with them. <gasps> I hope they're not listening. Um, <laughs> They, I hope they all tuned out at the at the at the music. Yeah, at the end of the show. Uh the Audio Hijack when it was I think it was called Audio Hijack Pro or something like that. It used to have Apple Script support. Oh, and, Wiretap I think had Apple Script. And they removed it. Uh-huh. And I've asked them about it and they said, "Yeah, it's not coming back." And I'm like, "But well, I I, I need some way to program into it other than, hey, keyboard maestro, look for this image because that works until it doesn't. And the only thing that's more 
frustrating than not having something that you can automate automate is having something automated and not trusting that it's going to Mm -hmm. have the expected outcome every time. See, now I just want to ask you about that because the way it might just be that you have to think about the problem in a different way about for what you're trying to solve for. And the reason I say that is because I will tell you a very quick story about, um, uh, earlier when we were talking about, uh, movies and I was talking about, um, ripping DVDs so you could put them on your Plex server. And, uh, what I did, because what I was trying to do was, um, I don't spend all my time in the office. Shocker. I know I don't spend all my time in the office. And so I would put a DVD in and I didn't know when it was finished and I didn't want to have to keep coming back in to check and then, you know, keep checking and keep checking and keep checking. So, but then I would come back and like, you know, maybe it's been done and sitting here for like half an hour and that's half an hour I could have, you know, that could have already been working on the next disc. Uh So I was trying to figure out like, how can I get notified that this has happened? Like, I know there's like automated things that I can use to send me a text message or I can use something like, you know, pushover or whatever to like send some <laughs> sort was, of notification. That was right? my first thought was push over to the rescue. Like, yes, this is this is the the nail. <laughs> this is the very the, this is hitting the, the nail with the jackhammer. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. Let's just get pushover going. Yes. So that was my first thought was like, OK, but then it was how do I get what tells pushover to send me the message? That was my next thing was like, how do I tell when it's done? Like, does it just check to see like how much processor is being used? What does it do? What does it do? What does it do? And so I was talking to someone else who had, who said like, I spend a fair amount of time in Apple script and automator doing things. So tell me about your problem. Let's see if we can fix it. So I was like, okay, here's what I'm doing. And here's what happens. And here, like, I get this and then I get this and then I get this. And then when the, when, when it's done, when make MKV is done ripping the disc, um, it tells me it's done. And so basically what I'm doing right now is just walking in and looking at the monitor to see if the box is there that says it's done. And then if it's done, then, um, I tell it to eject and then I move on to the next disc. And then he said, okay, so it, it pops up a notification. I said, yeah, it says like, you know, the disc is finished. Uh And he goes, oh, okay. So he comes back about five minutes later and says, I wrote this script. You'll have to give it the exact path to the app or whatever it was that I had to do. Um, and then what it does is it go, it checks like every 10 seconds. Uh, how many, wi- how many windows does make MKV have on the screen right now? <laughs> and so when it pops up the dialogue box that it's done, now there's two windows. And so as soon as the count is two, it kicks off pushover and pushover tells my watch your DVD is done. And then I can come in here and switch them. Well, and, and see, I have something, uh, well, not even similar because that's, it's nothing like that. Um, but like I use, I use bunch from also former, uh, to, uh, uh, person Brett Terpstra and, <laughs> Um, it is terrifying what Brett can do with a command line. I'm just going to tell you right now, like I am the hugest fan of like whatever he's up to next. I'm like, okay, I need one of those. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it does. 
but I'm buying Brett's, one. Brett's currently the leader on the the pit show guest list of who's been on the show the, the most times. <laughs> Him and Tom Merritt are like fighting for first place. <laughs> and neither one of them realize it. It's like, and and actually, Brett's going to be coming onto the show later this year because of new new ventures that he's doing. So I'm excited nice. about that. Um, I'll I'll let him talk about himself. But anyway, so I use Bunch to basically control everything, and it's like. Um, I, I'm actually the maintainer of the Alfred workflow. I guess the unofficial official Apple, like Alfred workflow for Bunch. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Buggy is all get out, but it's fine. <laughs> um, the people that love it love it. The people that hate it remind me every day. Um, and it's like, so I just open up Alfred and I just type in Bunch Pit, and it like throws down all the windows. It brings up. Um, audio hijack and it opens up zoom and it opens up my calendar so I can click on the right event. And I think there are ways that I can even automate that stuff, but I'm too lazy. Um, and I have like Dotto now, which does the whole zoom part for me, which I literally just go and click in my menu bar for the event that's starting in less than one minute. And then it opens up zoom, um, which is great. Um, Fantascal also does that. And so does uh, Apple Apple Calendar kind of does it. But it wants to nice. real hard, yeah. but it's not as it's it's not as nice as it's Fantastical. Nice. Um, yeah. By I the way, check Dotto because Dotto is like four dollars, and yeah. Fantastical is like twenty dollars a year. Yeah. Um. There's a new app called Meter M E E T E R that's free that will do all of them. I've is heard. Meter free or is it free with setup? Which I mean, it's I have free. setup, so either way, it's free. <laughs> yeah, I've used Meter, and that was. There was an issue. I run into an issue and I actually ran into this issue today where like calendars don't like to stay connected to machines for some reason. Yeah, I don't and get I, it either. I, I, I think, think it's a it's, plot to keep you on your toes. I, I think it's like my because I use my work machine for all the stuff because one, they don't care and they're like fine with it. And two, mm-hmm. it's like some of the things that are there. I guess because it is a quote unquote enterprise system, like it disconnects some third party tools occasionally, but good example. I didn't realize we had a show today until about an hour, an hour and a half before when I messaged you, because (laughs) I just happened to be going through sane box and it was like reminder of show. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) And I look on my calendar and it's not there. And I'm like, um, Okay. I've had this. Um, oh, I've, I've so been there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many, so many little things run into, which is why I like using Bunch because I can just quickly say Bunch Pit and then it's like, boom, boom, everything's up and ready to go. Yeah. But the problem is when I get to Audio Hijack, I have two choices. I can just select, you know, one of the Pit interviews, not Pit interview copy or Pit interview copy two or Pit solo or video <laughs> script recording, which is also just a copy of that. Um, or I can just load a copy of the session, which is how I got pit interview copy and pit interview copy too, which I was like, this makes things more difficult. Yeah. And if it were just tell audio hijack, open this mm-hmm. option. Like if that simple Apple script, just it would be so easy and it would be so nice. And again, I could just use Keyboard Maestro to say when you see the window that says Audio Hijack, 
pick this image option, but I've had it fail just because, you know, pit interview looks like pit interview copy too, which yeah. looks like, you I, know, interview series or something like that. I feel like there's something to that. Like there's another way to do this. I don't know what it is right now, but I know there's another way to do this. And partly because, um, I've been watching the, um, Max Sparky keyboard maestro learning majig that he has because uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> i've been i really like because i have like a couple of small and of course they're podcast related i have a couple of small things that i do with keyboard maestro but for my 30 dollars, like the amount of sanity that has returned to my life is spectacular because Absolutely. i go control f6 and it opens audio hijack starts capture in audio hijack because I usually have the same session open because it's the same show every day. So generally, um, like specifically for Mac observer for TDO control F six gives me open audio hijack start, uh, you know, Apple R, which is capture, press that and then open Farago so that the theme music shows up and then open discord and now do what you're trying to do. So it like opens everything and puts it all in the right place. And then, uh, we record on Discord uh, when we do TDO. It's it's all a, a Discord channel recording. So I have a you know, loop back and everything set up for that. So then we record the show. I'm done with the show. And then like while we're recording, I have chapter markers that I have to keep up with. So I have a, so I do have a, a keyboard command that will like start the recording. Uh, it'll turn on the recording block and then kicks off the audio in Farago so that everything starts all at the same time like it's supposed to. And then, and it, that also makes sure I don't have to clip the beginning and the end of the show because they're taken care of. So I do that. And then uh, while we're recording the show, I have a key command that gets the timestamp out of Audio Hijack so that I have the, when somebody says like, you know, the article I was talking about today. And so I can immediately throw in the timestamp and then put a little note in there. And then I have a couple of text expander snippets that will pull the audio out of it or pull the URL out of the, the furthest right tab in my browser and put it in, in the right, um, uh, format so that then I can just use that text file as the chapter markers for the show. So I just sent you my, <gasps> it says just file oh. one.txt, but this is why I like Bunch because it does a lot of that, but it That's does amazing. it with, in a very readable format. I like very <laughs> readable. Like, yeah, yeah. That's nice. So I can just say, Ooh. Hey, make sure all of these apps are quit whenever I start this so that I don't have weird audio or mm-hmm. network issues. Turn my do not disturb on. Mm-hmm. Make sure that my audio input is set to the scarlet. Make sure my audio output is set to the scarlet and then open up audio hijack. Yeah. And then alternately I can quit that workflow. And when I quit that workflow, turn back on Dropbox, turn back mm-hmm. on Backblaze. Well, actually I can remove Backblaze because I actually, I didn't get rid of Backblaze because I didn't want to use Backblaze. I got rid of Backblaze because my company already backs up all of my stuff using something like Backblaze. Mm-hmm. And all of my audio files, I manually back up to Backblaze B2 uh, with the script. So that's a whole nother issue uh, completely, but that happens once a week. Um, and then awesome. turn on Cloud Manor and History Hound and all that. Actually, I don't even use History Hound anymore. Uh, yeah. So, but that's the thing is like, it, but that's it doesn't care. awesome. Yeah. 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 
that's that's nice see yeah, and i'm I, always looking I to optimize so i look stuff. at that and i'm like hmm there's some things that i can do here and that's part of where like my desire for a stream deck comes from is partly like i'm sure there's an opportunity to optimize there but also there's an opportunity to add things like um change the light bulb outside the door and you know quit other things or you know stuff like that so like when it you know i'm always that's why i'm always looking to optimize and that's why that might be a thing that i would like to do and so basically what i'm doing is trying to sort of find out who all has a stream deck because i want to find out who has the six button now who is eventually going to get the bigger one so that i can get a deal on the old one that's talk to brett that's my game is he has is he on the six button now uh, according to his image, uh, his, his you know header image on his uh, blog post that I just added, bunch in the stream deck, um, which is actually what I was going to tell you is that you can you can trigger, and I think this is actually outdated because you can trigger scripts and Apple scripts using the stream deck i believe i know you can uh well i know you can do stuff with keyboard maestro with it because that's one of the videos on david sparks's guide is i push this button on the stream deck and it does this thing on like in it opens mail on his computer or something and i'm like oh that was the thing that first made me go i need one of these because i can say it's also for real stuff the the one thing i will say with that though is there's a third party keyboard maestro like for stream deck app use oh. that don't use the official one because okay. the be- the third party one gives you the ability to like scroll through your stream deck using it and and like you can choose where you want different keyboard maestro workflows whereas the the one that's built for a stream deck anytime you change where you want one to go you have to like reprogram the entire oh like, yeah i'm not doing key, that which is annoying so <laughs> yeah yeah, I would say. Um, use, use yeah, you can. Okay. So now I feel like I need that. to go over to Brett's Discord and be like, "So Brett, looks like all the buttons on your Stream Deck are full when you get a bigger one." <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I, I talk to Brett daily now. Like, I feel I feel so bad because Brett Brett is an example of how podcast. When I say like meeting new people because of podcasting, oh my god, yes. I conned him into being my <laughs> being on my podcast because he he put out a, a post of like looking for new friends on the internet and I was like I'll be your best friend if you come on my show and it's like it's seven years later now it's like I talk to Brett on a daily basis mm-hmm. I invite him onto the show I think we were actually we were like back to back episodes on his show on Systematic oh probably like I think you were on the show like right after me so. yeah. I, I love what he's doing and I love his the new one search link or I guess it's not new it's it's old but he's yeah. he's giving it new he's breathing new life into it yeah um, but yeah he's gonna he's gonna fire me from maintaining the Alfred workflow uh, <laughs> I don't I feel so bad because and this is like one of those those programming questions where what I have done and what I am saying that I'm done I'm doing. <laughs> Is like, hey, it's just running the CLI. So if you're running into problems with Alfred, you're running into problems with the CLI. I I can only do so much to make that an example or make that happen. Yeah. So, oh, hey. Someone... 
That's fine. Huh, interesting. Sorry, someone had put a comment saying that, hey, your thing doesn't work. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Just yell at me. Um, but then now they're <laughs> saying that, oh, now it, it is working. Huzzah. <laughs> um, but All right. I said, I'm, I'm happy it's working. So, uh, like, cool. My job is safe yet again. I don't have to... <laughs> I don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, I've known Brett a really long time and he's he's definitely he's definitely a good dude. He was really awesome in uh at MaxDoc a few years ago I gave a talk about text expander and oh. I was super intimidated that he because he was like, I'm totally coming to your deep dive on text expander. And I was like, Why? Can't you just go yeah, bother Allison or something? Yeah. <laughs> Could you talk to somebody, anyone who's not me? Like, no pressure. And he's like, oh, what? And I'm like, hey, I'm Michael Jordan. I'm coming to your free throw clinic. Like, no, <laughs> no. I love that analogy. I mean, that is in a perfect world. I would have helped make like envy ultra like that is i wanted i wanted so badly before i knew brett to be like the person <laughs> that makes awesome stuff on the internet because i can because that's what brett did for so long it was like yeah. i made this thing it's for me if you want to use it too here it is mm -hmm. and like i thought that was just the coolest thing ever and because it is i oh, very much so yeah. um maybe well i don't know I always say Gerald from Hey Arnold is the coolest ever, but that's because he oh, claimed maybe. it. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's yeah. I think if you claim it, it doesn't. It you only if get you partial credit. It, I don't know because I mean he claimed it and then was able to back it up. So like, oh, that's true. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> but it was it was interesting, and and there is there are maybe like two or three people I haven't talked to in the like the Apple ish automator ish productivity ecosystem mm -hmm. that I still want to talk to, but part of me doesn't want to talk to them because everyone that I've talked to, like the glitter fades off and it's like, they're not, they're still cool. I still love having conversations with them, but they're not like, they're not Michael Jordan. They're like the kid next door. And that's, that's cool in many ways, but also like, I want my heroes to still be my heroes. I want Spider-Man to be Spider-Man, not Peter Parker. Yep. The second I meet Peter Parker, I'm mad. It's like, no, you're <laughs> Spider-Man or Miles Morales. If you're Miles, that's cool. But like, I, I Miles don't, is cool. I, I've had enough Peter Parker. Like bring yeah. on Miles. Yeah. More I'm Miles stories. Oh my God. Yes. Like uh, a sequel. I thought they were planning a sequel to into the Spider-Verse. I don't know. I've, I don't. I there don't. were there were rumblings, but with with animation, it's hard. And I loved how referent, like self aware, it was as a film. Like you know, it starts out I'm, with like, "Hi, I'm Peter Parker. You know the deal." <laughs> okay. I mean, I have I have done I've done some of my talks in that manner of like, all right, look, we're gonna talk about a difficult topic. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> like we've all heard this story. Let's let's do the and mm -hmm. actually. In in my presentation, I actually have the the picture of all the spider people. Uh, like, I love all right, that well, so much. let's do this. Let's do this one more time. And it's like a picture of all the spider people just sitting there. And I'm like, that's how it feels. Uh, but mm -hmm. but I I love that. I love that. Like seeing seeing Brett as more human, especially now he's well, he's more like 
stretch Armstrong now, but yeah, um, I was gonna say he's style. more yoga now than man. Yeah, yeah, more more yoga than human. Um, but seeing that makes me, it gives me like this not anxiety, but like this imposter syndrome of like Brett's oh a normal God. human being. Why why am I not doing some of this stuff too? So much me. Like I mean, I meet all these other folks that are like. Oh my God, how do you, I'm, I'm like, me, like, no, no, I'm, I, no. <laughs> like, but, but I think that's, that's a lot of, I don't want to say everybody, but I think that's a lot of folks that are just like, cause I mean, again, you do a daily podcast. I don't have the, the stamina to do a daily podcast. <laughs> like I would, I would be so done. I mean, I've, I've quit on productivity to the point where like, I save all productivity talk for the after show. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and like, I've had to have, I've had people join our little ragtag, like Slack channel that hasn't, you know, really grown or done anything in so long intentionally. Um, but it's like when occasionally when we do bring someone new in and they're like, so yeah, I use these apps and it's like, Oh, sorry. It's not that kind of productivity <laughs> channel. Like we don't like we'll talk apps but there's like special channels that no one goes into to talk about those and you can <laughs> yell in them all you want but you don't have to do that here this is a safe space you can be okay with just being <laughs> unproductive and happy with it like that's what i maybe that's your your next one is like like you know, slacktivity in tech or something you know oh, like we Here's there, chilling. There are, there are <laughs> podcasts. There's a podcast that's been fully recorded, just waiting to go out. That is me and a few other people. And the reason it hasn't gone out yet is because we we're we're doing what we call the mixtape format, where it's not really a podcast. It's more of like a comedy special because nice. you're gonna have to pay to get access to it. Oh, I like it. You're gonna get the entire run. It's six episodes and a few bonuses. And you pay once and you get the whole thing and then we're done with it. And we don't, we don't have to, we're not going to take in feedback and all this other stuff because the show's over. Cause we're done. We do another, yeah. If we do another show, then we just do another show. It's a whole nother album and we do the whole process again. That sounds but, awesome. Oh, I love it. It's it to me. It was one of those things where it was like getting people who have very busy schedules together to do something on a regular basis is already extremely challenging. So it was like, yeah. all right, here's how we do this. We each set aside five weeks and we record all the episodes over the course of five weeks. And then we take our time getting it released. But once it's released, it's released. We're done with it. You don't have to do anything with it. Like it's, it's there, it's gone, it's out. And just doing that, like it, it basically became an entire collection of people who loved productivity, who have, a love-hate relationship now with productivity. Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, the the thing that I'm always reminded of when I talk about, like, you know, offline or analog or, you know, like, you don't have to be productive. You know, the thing I think of is um, uh, Mike Schmitz from The Sweet Setup and, mm-hmm. and all, you know, and... Of, of Mike Schmidt's fame. Uh, Productivity and tech fame, you know, yeah. guest number 15 or ish Mike Schmitz. <laughs> yeah. So he, um, uh, he came on Mac voices live. Chuck and Chuck, Chuck Joyner invited him over and, uh, he came on one night and, uh, Chuck was going to sit down and like have a conversation with him. And so he was talking to him about productivity ops and Chuck said, 
you know, well, you told me something interesting about uh, when the pandemic started. And, and Mike says, yeah, you know, what happened was like I pulled apart all my productivity systems and like rebuilt everything like at the start of the pandemic. And he goes, you know, and this like this is where I ended up. And he holds up this notebook and it's this disc bound notebook and he's got a pen and it's like this, it's like, it's got a nice leather cover and everything. And he talks, you know, and he holds it up and he's like, yeah, see, I say that. Let's see. Where did mine go? Well, here's one of them. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a nice one. I like those. This is, well, this is full size. I don't know. I have the the like junior size one sitting somewhere, but uh, yeah, I have this one with some stickers on it, and you know the nice disc bound side, and uh, and so Mike holds up this notebook and this beautiful fountain pen, you know, and he's like, like I start every day here, you know, and I couldn't help myself, and Chuck knew better when he let me on the show, even though Mike was there, and I was like, okay, hold on for a minute, like Mike, I'm sure your productivity system is fascinating, but I need to spend five minutes on your notebook. And he was like, you do? And I'm like, well, I see that it's a disc-bound notebook. It looks like you got the nice leather cover. Which one is that? The, you know, and like, mm-hmm. I'm like off to the races. And I don't think Mike knew that, like, I don't think Mike realized how excited anybody was going to be about his notebook. <laughs> so yeah. then, so he and I have this brief conversation. He's like, yeah, I got the, it's like a beautiful leather cover from somebody that makes the really nice leather covers. And he's got this fountain pen and he buys special paper and uses the punch to put it in the notebook. Oh. Um, because it's special paper that works really well with his fountain pen and the ink he likes and all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so here comes me and I'm like, I got mine from, I have one of those. <clears throat> Here's me. And I'm like, you know, I bought mine at Staples, but I do have the punch for it. Cause I like that. Um, you know, and I write in it with my hello kitty multi-pen oh, and nice. so, you know, but I've got like the plastic cover and like a dozen stickers on it, you know? So I'm like the opposite end of the spectrum. And then Chuck is sitting over there and finally he goes, wait, 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 wait. Basic. I don't remember exactly how he put it. He was very nice about it, but was basically like all of you nerds are writing things on paper. Yeah. <laughs> we were all Some like, of us have to, we were all like, yeah, you know, like we were all like this. He, he thought it was baffling and we were like, this is the most obvious thing. Of course I'm writing it, you know, a writing in pen on a, on a piece of paper. It was just really funny. And we had this great conversation about like the analog piece of it. And that's always the thing that I think of, um, you know, like talking about gear and talking about stuff like that is like the offline part of it, you know? Um, or like you're talking about like, this is a one shot thing so that I don't have to, spend all my time in my computer and, you know, go do a different thing or whatever. And, and having, having the opportunity to do something different, I think that's part of why the daily show works for me because it's not the only thing I do. So otherwise I don't think I would still enjoy podcasting if it was like the Apple topics of the day every day. And I never got to, I never got to talk about star Wars. I never got to talk about Pixar movies. I never got to talk about uh, Westworld, you know, like Don and I show about Westworld, or I never got to talk about, um, uh, you know, the Marvel shows and things like that. Like having the opportunity to pursue some of those other avenues, I think makes a huge difference in what I can do. Uh, and, and why it's fun and interesting is because I get those alternatives. So, you know, part of why I can sit at a computer as long as I do is because I do stuff in a notebook. I do stuff with yarn. I do stuff you know, in the kitchen, whatever. And I have like these other things that I do that sort of help balance that out. 
Yeah. And I mean, I mean, all of this is why I love doing an after show because it, it does in a world, um, <laughs> I can't, I can't do the voice. So I won't try, but I can't either, where, but I love him where everyone wants to be the most productive. I think the, the most productive thing that people can do is realize that like most of us are all just nerds trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And the second that we realize that nobody has it figured out, the more comfortable we feel like, Oh, so the little bit that I do have, you know, all figured out means I'm actually ahead of the curve mm-hmm. and inst- it no longer becomes a race of like, how do I, how do I learn everything versus how do I just slightly improve on what I'm doing? Yeah. And I think that completely changed the productivity space. But at the same time, I just noticed that there were so many people out there were like, if I'm not the most productive, I'm afraid I'll get fired. And I felt like I was contributing to that by saying, I'm going to help you be more productive. And it was like, oh, no, I don't want yeah. you to have that constant dread and anxiety after listening to my show. You know what I found is it because I've like I've read a lot of stuff. I know a lot of people who are like, you know, productivity people and that kind of thing. And a couple of things that I've found in that space in particular is, uh, first of all, self-awareness, like knowing I need to take a break and it's not bad to take a break because like, you know, taking a break is like sharpening a pencil. Like you can only write with a pencil so long before you have to stop writing and rejuvenate and your brain is the same way. And like everybody just kind of needs to get there. I'm hoping that maybe the last year has helped some people find this, that it's not a badge of honor, the number of hours that you spend at work. And number one and number two, like you know, to your imposter syndrome, like the the thing that I carry with me when I think about like imposter syndrome and all that is um, I, I had a conversation with somebody who, with, with whom I am friendly, somebody I know, you know, reasonably well, like we're not the besties or anything, but somebody I know well. And uh, for the sake of my argument, uh, we're going to say it was Steve Jobs. So so, like to say who this person was. So I'm having a conversation with him and he said, and he said, you know, last night, like we got to be in person. We don't, get to be in person very often. So we were in person at a conference and he said, you know, last night I got to go to dinner with these other people. I don't remember who the other people were, but he's like, I got to go to dinner with these other people. And they were having this conversation during dinner. And I sat there thinking, oh my God, I am such an imposter. Like I'm absolutely not the person to be here. And I'm like, you know, if I had been there, all I would have been doing is reminding you, you are Steve effing jobs. Like the thing that you're not realizing in this conversation is like, do do you not realize at some point all of them have thought the thing about you? Like I'm sitting here at dinner with Steve Jobs and like, how did that happen? You know, because I'm like, I think I may have at the time said like, I don't think you understand. Like, that's how I feel right now because you're standing here talking to me. Yeah. And really? But and I'm like. Yeah. So like when you have that moment and you get to interact with somebody in that way and have that like, yeah, you know what? I don't have anything else out or, you know, last night I had cheese and crackers for dinner, you know, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) like the actual human moment where you figure where you find out like nobody else has figured it out either. Like it's such a relief when everybody sort of finds out that that's the secret. But then the other like productivity thing that I have found is that I have stopped trying to solve for being efficient. 
And I've started trying to solve for being effective. And so like, basically, like, instead of figuring out like how much I can get done or whatever, it's making sure that what I'm doing, I am doing well. And like, so I come down to like, is this the best use of my time? And I try to apply that to everything, you know, like, is this a thing I could write a check and have someone else do like for house projects and stuff? You know, like the stretch of time when I did not have time for anything else was the exact stretch of time when the neighbor kid down the street wanted to make some cash. And I'm like, you want to mow the lawn? Like, let's have a business arrangement. And it's easier for me to pay you to mow the lawn than it is for me to try to figure out when I have time to do it and everything else. So like, let me help you start your business. <laughs> so yeah. here you go. Like everyone wins and like figuring out those moments and those options, you know, like if I spend 10 minutes on this now, it's going to continue to pay off the rest of the time is very different from figuring out how to make the stream deck do a thing when I push a button. Cause that's my idea of a good time <laughs> is a different thing. And like well, being able to I, I, wrap my head around those in different ways, I feel like has helped me personally a lot. Yeah. For me, that's, I would say not being effective, but being accurate, you know, make, making sure that when I, and that's why, you know, with the whole mm-hmm. audio hijack thing, when there's five different buttons that all look slightly the same and I can't trust it to always work every single time. Yeah. That's when I'm like, I can't do this. I, I can go everything everywhere up to this point, but then I got to stop Yeah, um, because at this point it becomes inaccurate, but no, uh, this has been fun and this is making me want to do more productivity focused stuff again, <laughs> which, uh, audience be be ready for that <laughs> i guess or maybe it'll be another show this will be like we'll call it the actual productivity show <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like there are a lot of things that i've put in place uh to to talk like uh, the word i always use is countermeasures like there are a lot of countermeasures i have in place so that i can do all of these things so that my lunch hour can be a podcast so that I'm able to do the stuff I want to do the rest of the time so that I'm able to make sure that I'm getting work done when work needs to be happening and all that kind of stuff. Like having those opportunities and the kind of stuff that I've tried to build in around those things has been the part that has been the most, I think, the most useful. So, yeah, we should talk about it. Love it. If you want to, if you want to have me back, I mean, any, absolutely any time, like. I I would I love these conversations and I'm I'm only wrapping it up because you told me you had to wrap it up. I so, do. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I will actually I can cut my recording there.